0: so that's the whole like that's where my head just goes like right like I studied neurochemistry in graduate school like that you know and it, this is the thing the brain is the thing but the re, but everything that we've learned for the past 50 years is there's we are just a cerebrocentric species yeah. but we have a heart brain you have just as many neurons in your heart coming from your heart and going out of your heart as you do in your lower brain, or your upper brain, or your gut. So there's a heart brain, there's a gut brain, there is a, the endocannabinoid system, there are more endocannabinoid receptors and endocannabinoids in there's in your skin than anywhere else, <laughs> right? So it's like we have, we we are an octopus.
1: Welcome to the Art & Life Podcast with your host, Taylor Gallegos. Art exists all around us, in all directions, from all walks of life. We just need to know how to see it. The Art & Life Podcast is an experiment in an audio format that focuses on the art and philosophy involved with different people and their life paths. This experiment is intended to inspire you in your creative pursuits, whatever they may be. Follow along as I interview movers and shakers from all walks of life. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, craft, or vision. These interviews showcase that fact. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up the next big breakthrough. First off, I want to say thank you for listening. The people being interviewed and I are two parts of the podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without you, the listener. I very much appreciate your attention and your energy, and I hope you get as much out of this as I do. If you enjoy what you hear, you have join me on this artistic journey in many ways. You can subscribe to the show, leave a review, share it around. You can join the conversation on the Art and Life Facebook group where you get notified of fresh episode drops, You can join my email list on my website at on the contact page. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at taylorgayegosart. And finally, you can support me on Patreon. So again, a deep and sincere thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Now, on to the good stuff. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and this is season three. We've got, uh, this is the third episode here, and we have an awesome guest that I'm really, really excited to talk to here. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun one. So today we've got on the podcast, Tammy. Sweet. Tammy, thanks for being here.
0: Y'all, thanks for having me. This is, this will be fun. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. Um, Why don't we just, dive right into it who you are where you're from how you got to okay. work, and what it is you do
0: great um it's always a hard question so uh where am I from uh because I'm a native Vermonter and so we are very attached to being that so I'm from Vermont but I live in upstate New York and uh, uh outside of Ithaca for people that uh not near the city um and for the last 20 years, I've been, I've had my own uh, herbal school with my partner, Chris. And um, let me back up. I'm a teacher. Like that's, that's, if you ask me what you're calling, I'm a, I'm a teacher. And so I've taught everywhere from uh, I TA at a university. I taught at a community college for five years. I worked a, I taught at a massage school for 16 years. And, uh, and then I've had my school for the last, I think, almost 20 years. Um, maybe it's 18. Um, but uh, primarily, I teach anatomy and physiology. And then I try to teach that to groups of people that will then apply that knowledge in their field. So it used to be nurses and physical therapists, then massage therapist and herbalist are, are my people now. So. Um, And I also started an apprenticeship with cannabis about 10 years ago, uh, starting with my very first illegal plant grown. Someone told me to put it with tomato plants. So I put it in with the tomato plants and we had the big tomato blight. So all the tomato plants died and my big giant plant was in the middle of the garden. Um, And uh, yeah, so for about 10 years, I've been teaching cannabis to herbalists because at the time when I started we herbalists didn't embrace this plant you know she was still in the margins um now she's almost mainstream so um yeah and if I'm not teaching I love being outside and so anything that gets me outside um working in the garden hiking riding my bike yeah, laying in my lafuma chair at the pond is another pastime. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's and I guess one last thing is I also love making medicine. So that's a like a passion of mine as well. So
1: yeah, there there's the scoop. That's great. That's a great little intro scoop. Um, yeah, my fiance Haley, she's an herbalist. Uh, she was taking an online course, and you're one of your classes on CBD and THC and what it does in the body and the way that it connects, um, you know, all the receptors that it binds, all these things. I know about this now because of you. Um, I watched that, um, that course with her and then I watched it again. And I was like, like I told you earlier, I was like, it's fascinating (laughs) to me. Um, and then, and yeah, I liked it so much that I like took notes on it and then told my (laughs) friends about it. It was, it was really cool. It's like, um, yeah, it's it's such medicine, uh, you know, when it's used medicinally and um, it, it was it was amazing to learn all of that stuff because um, I've sort of intuitively felt like it has all these benefits and and then to hear all of that. And um, what I really liked is how you went into like the science of how it interacts with our bodies mm-hmm. at all the different levels. Um, yeah, you want to maybe dive into that a sure. little bit like the Sure. One thing was that was so cool. I guess was the how like it it like helped with like brain regeneration and all the different systems it interacted with. It was so yeah.
0: Cool. Well, the the kind of the cool thing is that it's a relatively new system, the endocannabinoid system. Um, relatively new that we didn't even know it existed, and um, and the way I like to frame it for people is because we have our endo within cannabis cannabinoid because we have our own system cannabis can interact with it so it's how cannabis talks to us and helps it basically is mimicking what the system is already inside of us and the overarching theme of the endocannabinoid system is a reset is safety it, it's also the one, like if you said, what's one of the big functions, it shuts down inflammation. And so since inflammation, chronic inflammation is a part of every major chronic disease, that's why it works so well. Um, that's why taking exogenous uh, cannabis works. Right. And, and the other, you know, like I like to go off on these other shoots, like we could do that. So, you know, inflammation, shuts down inflammation. It also um, is, is re- it, like you said, there are areas of the brain that get atrophied from basically our Western lifestyle and basically an overactive amygdala being in fight or flight and alarm reactions all the time. Uh, the The parts of the brain that actually modulate the amygdala and help us relax get atrophied and aren't able to quiet that area as well so the endocannabinoid system's job is actually allowing us to recover from stress more easily and not activate stress as easily the stress response so that's also why you know one of the thoughts i have is like why is cannabis like so forefront in the culture right now what what evolution of the culture is happening and if we look at the last two years of how paradigms are trying to shift, right? Like I asked an astrologer friend, um, when was the last time this set of stars, planets were happening? And they said, when the Declaration of Independence was written. And Uh-oh. so, yeah. And so why is cannabis here? Well, I think like it's the changing... The paradigm changing the culture is stressful, so I think also cannabis is here to help us modulate that stress and be able to make that evolutionary shift. So that's that's like one end of like the parameters of cannabis, right? And then um, the the other place is helping with um, when when a being feels safe, it's we're more curious, we're able to try new things, we're able to kind of step outside of our comfort level. And so, again, that's what we're trying to do as a culture. So it, it makes complete sense. And the fact that now we have this high CBD cannabis, which people call hemp, um, that is non-euphoric and i wouldn't even say it's non-euphoric but it's not psychotropic like thc is but when people take especially if someone is endocannabinoid deficient like their levels are low when they take high cbd they actually feel a lift a, a lift in mood and the way i describe it to people is when you when you get high with thc you feel You can feel a lift and then you kind of lift off. And with high CBD, it's like you feel the lift, but you don't launch. Yep. Right. And and the number of people that feel that from taking high CBD, along with decreasing inflammation and along with decreasing anxiety and pain, um, the fact is, is that CBD comes in and actually boosts our own endocannabinoids, our own levels. Whereas THC comes in and binds the same receptors and mimics the endocannabinoids. So that's kind of the the big kind of container for it all of how cannabis interfaces with us.
1: That's really oh, cool. I so guess- if I'm hearing you right, then um, so CBD, what it, what it does is it if if you are in a fight or flight mode a lot, if you are sort of out of balance in ways, it will help you come into balance, which is naturally going to feel good. Yes. Um, and then um, THC is like an extra added lift to that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. and there's a and it's cool that you're saying you know it, it increases when we're relaxed, it increases curiosity and um, I mean I would say like, creativity is yes. a lot of creativity comes out of that relaxed state you're not yeah I mean you can be creative when you're pushed to the limit but that's not sustainable yeah and uh, you know I would argue that like you want to be in a in a relaxed state for a lot you know have a safe space like that's what a studio does that's what like a creative zone does and um, yeah and it's cool that CBD can help you, um, in your like physiology, bring you into that place as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and it's also, you know, we, we, there's documentation, people, people have been working with high THC cannabis for that very reason for, since the plant's been around, I mean, you know, since we've been interacting and one of the, we're talking
1: like thousands of years,
0: exactly. It
1: was like, I mean, it was documented in like China, right. Yeah. Like Yep. Five
0: thousand yeah. years ago So yep, the, the earliest documentation is 6,000 years and that's only because that that's the earliest documentation we could find. The reality is is that cannabis is 30 to 60,000 um, no, 30s it's way older than we are. and basically once we found once two-leggeds found cannabis, it shows up everywhere. Everywhere the people moved, cannabis went, they brought her with them because of food, fuel, pharmacy, right, and fiber. So we could eat the seeds, we could feed the seeds to our animals, we could make fiber, beautiful fiber out of it, Um, we could burn it, and we had medicine. And so, right, there was a, a shaman found in the Gobi Desert. Uh, 2,700 years old, with Cinsimilla, um flowers, which means seedless flowers, which means he was cultivating and picking female flowers at that point. And they found him with a pound of flowers.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, I wish there were seeds so that we could try those seeds.
1: <laughs>
0: oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, India, China, Egypt, everybody in that region worked with cannabis as medicine.
1: Wow, and yeah. it's uh, it's really cool because it grows so fast, and so yeah, like the fibers you're talking about, like it can be turned into you know clothing, right? And um, yep,
0: clothing, uh, paper, hempcrete, yes.
1: so like oh, concrete. Right. Yeah
0: and um basically anything that is plastic could be replaced with hemp. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. The the issue in this country is there's not no one has really the 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 industry is very young. So they haven't taken on like the the upfront production facility is going to Take a if I was a younger person, I would be getting investors to do that, yeah, to process the fibers, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so interesting because all of these things, like these solutions, have been here for so long, and yeah. now, like, we as a planet are finding ourselves being like uh choking on plastic everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's a plastic island in the Pacific that's just like right. floating plastic, and meanwhile you know, we've been hearing hippies say, like, (laughs) hemp is the answer for how long, and, and it was all, and, and, I mean, hemp was being used a lot in the, like, earlier in the last century, too, wasn't it, and then it, yeah, yeah,
0: so the, you know, right, we know that, like, the paper for the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution was hemp, (laughs) that, um where I'm from in Vermont, where's uh, that? I'm I'm up from up north from Essex, which is outside of Burlington. Yeah. And yeah. when you drive from my ha- my parents' house to Burlington, you go through the Fort Ethan Allen, which is part of it is the old Ethan Allen homestead. And there is growing escaped hemp that Ethan Allen planted. And all the youngsters would go down and try to harvest it in the <laughs> fall and sell it as weed. And it was, you know. Fiber. it was grown for fiber but isn't that so cool that like it escaped it's been going you know because there's like this wild part of the homestead and it just grows down there yeah so you know this country when the settler the white people came over that's they came with hemp seed and they were you know growing it for fiber ropes
1: mm. right right wow um is that i can see a you got a poster in in the background there yeah is that uh is that a sativa or an indica
0: well you're gonna it it's that's a sativa
1: okay Um, yeah
0: yeah i I just think go ahead no go ahead yeah i know what you're gonna ask me so go ahead and ask it
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well i guess i just think it's so interesting um that there's this like lighter leafier um more like up like flow, you know, and then there's like a heavier, more dense down. And um, in Michael Pollan's new book, "This Is Your Mind on Plants," he talks about coffee. And there's actually two coffee plants. There's two yep. strains of coffee. There's robusto and arabica, and it's like a similar thing. I just like find it kind of fascinating that there's a similar thing with weed.
0: Yeah, well, and it's it's hard. This is a hard one, especially when I'm talking to people in the cannabis industry, um, and. I've I've really reframed how I talk about this, but <laughs> how am I gonna how am I gonna do this? <laughs> the way the can everybody talks about cannabis with what you just said, right? Indica and sativa. Yeah. The 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 reality is like as a as a botanist from a bot- botanical perspective, that's not correct okay. because. the the, what we call indica and sativa are actually cannabis indica with a subspecies so cannabis indica indica is what we know as indica and cannabis indica afghanica is the sativa and and to further if i if i if it and and i'm i know this is everybody talks about it this way you go to a a dispensary anywhere in the country they're going to talk about it this way but you cannot tell what the plant is going to do for you by looking at it
1: all right
0: it's a a myth okay cool and 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 I could give you an indica, let's say it's 20 we'll make it up, it's an indica, it's Bubba Kush, I don't know, I'm making it up, right? And it's 23% THC. And then I could give you a sativa, sour diesel, 23% THC. You can't tell that by looking at it. I could give you a hemp plant that looks just like them and you wouldn't be able to go, oh, that's got more CBD. What's the difference? The difference is not THC levels because they're exactly the same. The difference is in the terpene profile. Okay. And that terpene profile is what smells, right? How, how does it smell? And you cannot tell by looking mm-hmm. at the plant. Now you could tell the terpenes by touching it and smelling it, right? So. It's and and it's and, and I'm not saying that there aren't different varieties of cannabis that make you more couch lock, make you want to go do math. You know, I call them math juice, right? <laughs> and it's and and again, it's like I when I teach the classes to live people, I go, don't even bother trying to correct people. You know what I mean? Like when you go out, it like just don't just so when people go, oh, is that an indica or sativa? I just kind of do the language. You know, and yeah, it's just so, as personal.
1: Okay, so it's almost like, like every strain, every every plant has its own unique nuance, and the Indica Sativa labels are sort of our human minds trying to quantify yes. and label things and put things in boxes, so we yes. can really say like that's that and that's that. Yeah. Okay. And if we were
0: to, if we were to like, make it real time, right, the whole culture is moving away from the gender paradigm of male or female. Right. And there's a whole spectrum of gender. Well, that's what's true for cannabis too. There's a whole spectrum. And what is differentiating is actually the terpenes, which people on the West coast have been talking about, like East coast is usually a little bit lagged behind. Right. But, um, let me just tell you this fascinating little experiment that I did. Yeah, so last summer I had a clone. I had 10, 12 clones of the of deluxe sugarcane, one strain, all the same clones, gave them out to all my friends, had them grow them. And then at the end of the season, I said, please give me a flower. And I sent them to the lab to be labeled uh, to be tested. And we did terpene profile and cannabinoid profile. And, and I, I have it charted. But what was fascinating is that the terpenes were not the same. I mean, you know, the, like there were varying, le- you know, there was a, like, like an alphabet of terpenes that were similar that everybody had. But there were a few people that had terpenes that weren't even, that were different. And the levels were very different. And, and it was so cool. And then the next level is, well, what were your growing conditions? You know, and, and the, 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 the top cannabinoid levels was grown in Agway, which is our like a local feed store, Agway compost and soil had the highest cannabinoids and the highest terpenes came out of my compost uh it was uh i called her gloria gainer because i had thrown out a bunch of clones in the compost pile and she grew out the side of the compost pile i called her gloria gainer because gloria gainer sings i will survive <laughs> and she was just like yeah i'm not dead and she had the highest terpenes
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> it was awesome
1: that's pretty cool because, um, I mean the, like the, it just makes me think about like the will to survive and, you know, like the, the toughness that, uh, like a person or an animal or, or whatever, like, yeah. you know, will gain. And then that actually, that toughness will be like an advantage in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that, like, um, wow, Gloria Gaynor, way to go.
0: Yeah. Gloria just, yeah.
1: It's cool. Um, are you into wine at all?
0: no but I understand the the whole concept of terroir right yeah and it's 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 exactly the same and the the finger Lakes region here where I live there it's it's wine country yep. like you know out where Sonoma, you know out out where you are mm-hmm. right yeah and and there's all kinds of information about the soil and there is a big movement to do the same with cannabis yeah. You know, they call Ithaca the Humboldt county of the East,
1: okay so, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so neat how with uh, you know with wine, it's like beer and wine are different with beer, uh, it's like whatever you put into the concoction into the process will affect the flavor. Uh-huh. Um, and whereas wine, it's let it's not what you put into the mixture. it's like, the wine is literally tasting like what the landscape, you know, like, Uh is there a lot of sun? Is there a lot of like coolness and mist in the morning or whatever, you know, like kind of limestone or this or that (laughs) extracting that. And, um, it seems like the, like cannabis is a similar thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, and it's all the, the terpenes, right. And it, uh, I remember going to uh, Harvard to a medical cannabis conference a number of years ago. I was very much fish out of water. Um, But my favorite presenter was this young PhD from Israel who he was right at the end and he was so excited and so dear. But he, at the end of his talk, uh, put up two terpene profiles. And you looking at the terpene profiles, Uh, They were very different. And he said, I grew like 100 plants, 100 clones in one greenhouse with all the same soil and nutrients. And then I grew another 100 plants at a greenhouse 50 miles away, same soil, same sun, same nutrients. And their terpene profiles were completely different.
1: Wow!
0: So, I mean, the other piece in there that, you know, we don't talk about, but there's also the farmer. The grower is one of the pieces and I, you know, what kind of relationship, how do they view the plants? Are these plants a commodity? Do they love their plants? Are they like beekeepers and love their bees? So, and I think as as people become more nuanced and educated, they're gonna be able to tell, you know, the difference between a micro brew and, you know, mass produced. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Yep. Totally. The, um, yeah. Cause I mean, the, the energetics are Yeah. the energetics of herbalism is such a huge thing. Yeah. Um, that part of herbalism is like fascinating to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, Do you go ahead. I was just going to say the, the biggest <laughs> lessons that I've had with cannabis have been literal drop doses. There were a number of times where I tell tell
1: everybody what a drop dose is.
0: Yeah. So a literal drop from a dropper of a tincture, right? And and this is not like Rick Simpson oil resin. You know, this is a tincture that, you know, any of us would make with our flowers. Maybe it's, you know, at the most, maybe 0.5 milligrams per of THC per drop. And if I'm really crazy, one milligram of THC per drop.
1: Which basically is not going to physically be able to have any effect. Well,
0: you would think, right? (laughs) So, right. Like uh, for me, I'm uh, I don't have a lot of tolerance. So, you know, if I did one hit of cannabis, I I feel that and and I'm happy, you know, I don't. um, So I don't have a, a high tolerance, but. 0.5 to one milligram does not account for some of the experiences that I've had and they would would usually it was early on when I was making tincture and when I was being a little casual cavalier of like you know the the best story is like I'm pouring the tincture out of a pyrex measuring cup into the tincture bottle and I cap the tincture bottle and you know I can see the tincture on the edge of the pyrex. I pour some water in and I slosh it around. I go, oh, I'm just going to drink this. <laughs> I drink it. Like half hour later, I'm in my lounge chair out front and I'm like saying to my partner, "This is impossible. This <laughs> is happening. <laughs> I don't understand." <laughs> And and it's those times where I felt like that little coyote energy of cannabis being like, "Haha, you thought you were gonna go do whatever, and nope, you're gonna sit here and learn some things."
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cannabis is definitely <laughs> a coyote. Every once in a while, it'll. <laughs> <up on you. laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, whenever I when I teach a class on cannabis, you know, I talk about contraindications and I I will talk about you won't die from an overdose of cannabis. You might feel like you're going to die, but you're not going to die. And I want you to remember me saying this. And and now that I've done the lecture enough times, now I'm going back around and people will come up and they'll be like, yeah, so I ate this brownie and I heard your voice say, I'm not going to (laughs) die. Just
1: go lay down. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think it can, it's a, it's a really powerful thing. Like it's, it, it, it's really interesting. Like the, the lessons you can gain from it and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And like, um, edibles can sneak up on you. Classic yeah. story. People are always like, oh, well, I ate a little bit and I didn't feel anything. I <laughs> ate more. And then the whole thing stacks up. And before they're like, <laughs> you know freaking out and yes like yeah not wanting to go anywhere and um yeah it's a it's a learning experience (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely it it's to be respected
0: yes yeah and that's the that's the a really important piece in this cultural shift yeah because she is a master plant And, you know, the definition of a master plant is a plant that can change consciousness. And if we don't respect this plant, we we have understandings and experiences of not respecting master plants, tobacco, poppy, coca leaf, right? And, And if we don't respect this plant, we know what happens when we disrespect the plant. And that's when you see addiction. That's when you see, you know, bad experiences.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, So I'm thinking about uh, this experience that I had. Haley was uh, studying with Rosemary Gladstar Mm -hmm. and I came out and visited. And while we were on her farm, she introduced that. They said she sent us over to a friend of hers who is an herbalist. And we went in this woman's garden and she led us through this really wild meditation where she basically said, okay, go out into the garden and sit with whatever plant calls you uh-huh. and just listen, just listen to yourself, like listen to your heart and just, you know, go to whatever calls you and then sit down and then just like be quiet medit basically meditate, but like be quiet and like, and then observe what comes to you. Uh-huh. Um, I forget what the name of this exercise was maybe you know what it is
0: it's a it's a sense meditation
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Have, have you had any experiences like that with
0: oh yeah yeah and we we teach that at our herb school Ooh. yeah yeah it's a beautiful tool yeah
1: yeah so I, I, I feel like it's, it's like uh, I mean I, I had like visions of like it, it was it was almost like a dream it felt mm-hmm. like and uh yeah all the visions and and then they ended up like kind of formulating to to make sense with what I was thinking about and going through and um it's really interesting to me about like how like like plant consciousness like what is ex- what level of consciousness are did they exist on and like and then yeah. can we connect with them like we're definitely like buzzing around here um yeah but, and they're on a different timetable, and they don't yeah. walk around. They're like their energy is is in one place. But like when you connect with them, it, it's like it's very deep, and and you know, like what's the energy of a tree? Like what's the consciousness of a yeah. tree? Yeah, it's all it's well, all amazing.
0: Well, and and if we look at it from the perspective that these are our ancestors and our elders. Right. They've been here millions of years figuring out how to be here on the planet. And the way you described it is so perfect. Right. Like if I think of it as speed, we are like moving so fast that I sometimes wonder, are we invisible to the plants? Because we're just like running by in their like in their speed you know, how, how how fast they move, you know, if you think about their generations, how many generations does it take for the birch trees to spread across a field? How many hundreds of years compared to I can run across, right? right? It's like, you know, so right that our experiences that we have like that with the plants are when we sit down, we lay down where we're just we're we're not moving and we're we're actually coming into a frequency or a speed where they can we can communicate with each other otherwise we're just like yes yeah see ya. bye-bye <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and what you described like it was so perfect like it felt like a dream right and and it's so profound every single time I just remember to do like sit and go, Hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for being here. And like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so much <laughs> depth of uh yeah, of like of, of just experience on the planet. You can yeah, it's cool to think about plants and like where their actual consciousness exists. Um, I think about that with like you know with trees like you can you can chop a tree down to its root or to its base um but it's to the stump but it's still alive yeah. and and it can still grow from there and so like it's what we see is only part of it but then yeah. um and then it reminds me of of like an octopus it, like an octopus is you know like their intelligence is sort of throughout their body i guess yeah. you know, yeah. it's like well, they don't have a brain like we do and I mean, our brains, our brains, even the, the place where consciousness well, exactly. comes from, I don't, I don't know.
0: Exactly. So that's the whole, like, that's where my head just goes like, right? Like I studied neurochemistry in graduate school, like that, you know, and it, this is the thing, the brain is the thing, but, the re, but everything that we've learned for the past 50 years is there's, we are just a cerebrocentric species. Yeah. But we have a heart brain. You have just as many neurons in your heart coming from your heart and going out of your heart as you do in your lower brain or your upper brain or your gut. So there's a heart brain. There's a gut brain. There is a the endocannabinoid system. There are more endocannabinoid receptors and endocannabinoids in there's in your skin than anywhere else. (laughs) Right. So it's like we have we, we are an octopus.
1: Totally. (laughs) Sometimes I'm really amazed by how good the body is at doing what the body does. Like, like like if you how like how good are mouth is at just being exactly. a mouth. like you get if i can like put a sunflower seed in my mouth and not, and be talking about something to somebody else and doing a math equation at the same time as my <laughs> mouth is cracking this seed open and like separating out the shells and then spitting out the salad shell and eating it like yeah. it just it there's like so much amazingness happening all the time
0: exactly Crazy. one of the the way i like to frame it with students is to say when i'm talking about things is to think about if god or whoever you think the creator is but like the model that god made of a human that failed you know the one that couldn't figure this like oh that model didn't work you know it's just like what what has had to happen to get this where we are right now like is a miracle and that's kind of I really like am rooted in that belief and so when I'm teaching kind of part of my secret mission is that if you don't if you can feel that and believe that about this this thing like it will it'll imbue and seep into what you appreciate about you about yourself you know like you are like a miracle meet wagon that's walking around you know it's like
1: yeah.
0: you know it's not perfect but it's amazing
1: yeah yeah and I mean as, as you say that it's like you you, it, you can appreciate you and and then you can appreciate others like yeah yeah we're all a fucking miracle like, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, we're just trying to we're just trying to live like kids yeah. are just trying to live
1: yeah you know? yeah yeah it's um <laughs> It's especially, uh, you know, like at the front of my mind with like the Ukraine, Russia thing going on, like war in general, like getting nothing like, yeah. like we're all fucking miracles and we're acting like, like people, yeah. you know, like people are acting like others don't matter. And it's, yeah. it's just like completely missing the big picture of it all. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, this is awesome so far. And, uh, <laughs> One other, oh, I want to say one other thing before we jump into the question section. One thing that stood out that you said was that, uh, is this, am I remembering this correctly? That all mammals have an endocannabinoid system? Yeah. So like an orca could get high?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All animals except insects.
1: Except insects. That's right. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's mind blowing.
0: I know. (laughs) Ponder that for a while. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. So now um the question section, this is these are four questions that I ask everybody. And this is um sort of geared towards the concept of the creative, the creative with like a capital C as I put it. So these are people. I feel like creativity comes in all forms and, um, and every, like everybody is creative in their own way. Um, and there's lots of creatives that listen to this podcast that are from Mm -hmm. lots of different genres and, um, yeah, backgrounds and areas of focus. So question one is what is your, your advice to aspiring creatives of all backgrounds? Mm.
0: Get outside and get, outside in places where there are no human-made things.
1: Yeah. Why is that?
0: Well, you know, some people call that get out in nature, and I don't like framing it that way because I am nature. But getting getting to places where the dominant force, the dominant energy on the landscape is the landscape itself and not a human-imposed structure so that you can feel the source so that you can you know uh, you, that you can resonate with that force regardless of how out of practice you are you know because you could get there sitting in your chair you could get there going out and sitting with a sunflower but it th- kind of helps you like you you get you get a little boost and help in feeling the source by going where The beings that live there aren't dominated by humans
1: yeah 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 that's that's i feel like you can learn so much like so many lessons um so like i feel like by observing trees and plants Mm -hmm. uh it's really helped my art in in a way that um like a main concept is just keep growing
0: Uh uh-huh like
1: whatever happens you get chopped down to the stump you just keep growing you yeah. get like, you know, let's say like a, a fence gets put up next to you. You just grow right through it. And like, right. that's that's what the look looks like now. Um, right. You just okay. keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and on a, and I like the idea too, if we, you know, look at the plant world unapologetically, right. You're just yeah. doing what you do.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Damn. laughs> Awesome. Okay. Question number two, what would you like life to be like in five years, assuming everything goes the direction you want it to go? And you can take this in a personal level. You can take Mm. this in like a local level or a worldwide level, anything, anywhere you want to go.
0: Okay. Um, I like it. I like this question. Um, That if it all went the way I wanted, everybody's children would be safe and free. They'd be flowers in the garden, you know, flowers in the wild. Yeah. That there'd be a a soft landing place for everybody's children. Yeah. Yeah. Love
1: that. That's really nice. Um, Cool. Number three is, uh, Have you seen or experienced your work affect a person or the world on a deep level? Tell us about it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I feel very blessed that uh, that's actually a, a semi regular occurrence. Um, and my favorite times mm. are when I'm in class with people and and they, I can see the lights going on that they understand something that they didn't think they could understand. That, that, that gives me the most satisfaction is, is, the, is teaching students that say, I can't do science or I've never done science to have them be excited and lit up about learning about their body. Um. yeah those are my absolute favorite moments yeah
1: totally and that I, I mean I'm imagining that you know like one thing leads to another like unlocking that concept of like oh I'm doing science and I like this oh wow yeah. well what else is out there that I'm yeah a, you know think yeah. that I don't like or think I can't do but can well do? and
0: it it's it's part of my secret not so secret mission but of Of having the world be better tended by by humans and and I really think that if if I appreciate and tend myself it will just ooze out it goes back to that like I'm a miracle if people really believe that they'll see that other people and other beings are miracles and um
1: yeah. And then it ripples outward. Yeah. And continues yeah. to ripple. Exactly. Cool. I like that. Um all right. Now this is the big one. Number okay. four. What is your definition of art? Ooh. Mm.
0: Uh, it's the creative force. Uh, in the in the universe being expressed and and since we're all unique expressions of the creative force however we get into alignment with that it's going to come out and it get expressed and and that's the the beauty of it is if everybody can get into alignment with that look at all the expression like we have no idea what's going to show up Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I I love the alignment part of that because I feel like me as an artist, as a creative in the world, what I'm trying to do as I go through life and go farther along in my art career, I'm trying to, um, sort of create the optimal situations for the creative energy of Mm -hmm. the universe to flow through me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, create the parameters kind of like I, I'm, I'm imagining it's It's like growing any, any plants. Like you, you see that one season this worked really well and this didn't work as well. So let's like set the plants up this way and then let's keep yeah. them on there. And then you keep on like fine tuning it. And, and I'm like, so it's like a getting to know yourself more and more of this works. So let me just do this more. Yeah. And you like, you strengthen the flow Yeah. The universal energy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's so counterintuitive to think about needing to be still and not, not all the time and not even as expressing the creative flow, but having the ability to, you know, maybe still isn't the right word, but to quiet the monkey mind, you know, quiet the, for me, the detail list like how many lists can I make in a day of what I need to do right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. uh, you said the the amygdala right is the firelight and like yep yeah learning how to quiet that and yeah like creating um it's almost like you're like we as a like me as an artist I need to be like the coach and the player in the game Uh uh-huh and as the coach of myself, the artist, I want to set up the player of myself as the <laughs> artist at uh, the best I can. And yeah. Um, and in order to do that, you want to be able to quiet the crowd <laughs> and like be able to teach the player to block out all the negative yeah. thoughts and whatever and just focus on like doing what's yeah. at hand right then.
0: Yeah. It's, I love that you're using that analogy. Um, I played basketball in college. So, nice yeah so i i can i can feel my body doing a free throw yeah there you
1: go what position did you play
0: uh, shooting guard
1: oh i bet. yeah nice yeah pass you the rock <laughs> yeah. that's fun do you yeah. still play
0: no i'm 56 I, my knees are like Please don't jump up and down like
1: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I played soccer um, all growing up, and I'm in the same. I mean, like, uh, I could play well. <laughs> it's easy to hurt yourself. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Well, you passed out with flying colors. Great job. Okay. Great. Um. Now, this is the uh, part of the podcast where I thank my guests for coming on the show. And, I really appreciate you spending time with us and sharing your wisdom
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um and it's so cool seeing you do what you do. Um I've been following you on Instagram since since I saw your uh, watched your class and it's like you're one of my favorite people on Instagram oh, to follow because you're always just like having fun and like educating but also like enjoying yourself and you're showing cool photos of things and of, of different cannabis plants and um, yeah it's it's really cool um yeah thanks yeah Yeah, you're you're awesome so
0: oh thanks i have Uh, fun
1: yeah we can tell (laughs) we can tell it's it's great um and and it's cool yeah i i I feel like it's uh it's neat how the cannabis industry and the world of cannabis is changing and how it used to have this like sort of negative stereotype of like Mm -hmm. stoners and um and it's just evolving so much. And, and there's all these like positive elements to it. And I feel like you're one of those yeah. positives.
0: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, where can people follow you or uh, connect?
0: Sure. Um, the easiest way to like find out what I'm doing is our website and it's heart-stone.com heart, like the Oregon stone, like a rock. Um, and uh and then on Instagram, it's Tammy Sweet. If you go, you know, look me up there. And then on Facebook, Heartstone Center for Earth Essentials is the name of our school. And uh, and also, I I treat my personal Facebook page like I do a business page, so it's Tammy Sweet as well, with a two M's, one I. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I all right, sweet. Well, um, Tammy, sweet. That's ah. the end of <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the end of part one. Um okay. we're gonna close that out with uh one more bit of wisdom. Can you give us one more bit of wisdom to end part one? And this can be about anything, anything in the world.
0: Okay. Um the best thing that you can do for yourself is develop uh a practice that allows you to watch your mind. whatever awesome. that practice is because this thing wants you to think it's all real and it's not
1: <laughs> awesome yep yeah. love it and we all can do that in our own ways it's like there's so many ways to to observe the mind and yourself yeah. so cool love it all right we'll be back part two is brought to you by steady state roasting in carlsbad california this place is my favorite coffee shop on the West Coast, and the coffee is the best. They roast all their own coffees from around the world and have a roasting collective for the local coffee making community. Check them out in the village of Carlsbad or order their beans online at steadystateroasting.com. And we are back. All right. Yay. You having fun? I am okay cool were you uh, i like to ask people were, were you nervous at all going in do you get nervous no, talking th- no yeah
0: no no especially since i wasn't having to um like teach with you know and hold the container like yeah. especially since you're holding the container and asking me questions i'm like oh yeah we'll have fun and it'll be if nothing else you and i'll have a nice time talking
1: yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, and that's what i try to do with this is uh you know it's it's, it's like the topics and the things the 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 talking points are gonna come out naturally Mm -hmm. but that's not really what it's about really it's about like the the philosophy and the ideas behind it and like the big picture stuff and
0: yeah which I love talking about you know so it's like yay yeah
1: yeah Yeah. awesome okay cool so now part two we go into uh the concepts i'm giving you two um options two concepts to go into and then um, you choose and that'll, okay. that's where we'll go so um concept one is the future of herbalism okay and concept two is cannabis and creativity
0: oh cannabis and creativity
1: all right sweet, sweet. <laughs> okay so uh yeah you just you just What what do you, what do you think about it? Where, what's uh, what's interesting to you about it? You know, take it wherever.
0: Yeah. I, I love um, full disclosure. I tend to work with cannabis preferentially alone and it's because I like to be in relationship with her and kind of listen to her wisdom. And One of the things that happens for me and not just me, but that I appreciate is I feel like I'm held in a safe container and safe enough that I can get outside of my own rutted thinking. Like things become interesting to me rather than something I have to defend against. And I I lead with this with you because I, I think about like a lot of times, Creativity, I just get in my own way. So, what's something that helps me think about things in a new way and give myself permission to just be different? Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of, I just like, and I, and I, because I'm a medicine maker, I also am really interested in creating with cannabis and formulating specifically for conditions and for people. Like my dream. Okay. Here's my dream. I have a giant, okay, maybe like, let's say greenhouse or indoor facility where I have different strains and you come in and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm really working through some emotional things that from my childhood or, you know, I need, and, or someone comes, I've got seizures. And and the first thing I get to do is what you described that herbalist did and said, go into the garden. And so I get to say, go into the garden and just wander around and go where you go. and And they meet a plant. And I have, you know, they go have an experience with the plant, but then I have flowers of that strain that they can leave with. And I just love the idea of, I know people will pick their their best medicine. And cannabis is an apothecary. Like you can have 27 plants that are the same exact cannabinoid profile that do different things. And and we we have we know this much we are so arrogant as humans we like and that's a place where i just want to turn it over to her and and let that relationship happen with the people yeah that would just be fabulous
1: yeah i guess
0: that's the future of herbalism and cannabis creativity <laughs> boom right there
1: <laughs> you tied it together very nicely <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's cool to hear you say that. I I also really love to just be in solitude with it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I enjoy, there is like a really cool bonding thing that can happen um, if you say like smoke a joint with somebody. You yeah, know? same um, strain at the yeah. same time. Right, Yeah. right. You yeah. get on the same wavelength and you, yeah. you like share this. And I feel like it's funny because I think a, a lot of people, view weed as like, a like a, it like dumbs you down. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I definitely can't, I, I can't engage in conversations the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do like higher level, um, like computation or like writing, you know, like there's certain things that I don't do as well. I don't do this podcast high. Um, Cause yeah. I just don't, I don't speak. Um, I just like, it, it's just not there, but there's this, I, I feel like what's actually happening is like almost like a, a tunnel vision that you can use intentionally and that yeah. can like, it's like simplifying things in it. And like, like you said, you know, it's like quieting down certain areas of the brain that you don't need to be active for certain activities and the, those yeah. things that it's good for, like making art. Like when I'm in the studio um you know have a little bit of weed one way or another and I just get into this like I feel like the profoundness level gets Uh turned up you know and like like the way that colors interact on a on the canvas or the music that I'm listening to like there's certain things that really like you just really dive into in a way that like it, it just doesn't hit you the same and yeah um yeah so it's like uh it's great
0: Well, and also I, you know, my question for you would be, well, so what do you have favorite strains that you like to work with when you're in the studio? And do you have strains that you're like, yeah, not so much with that one. Like, Mm. like that, that would be an interesting question exploration.
1: I got to do some science.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are definite like, like and I was always I would so I I never tried cannabis until my late 30s, so mm-hmm. you know I I didn't have a teenage or high school you know I just didn't have that and um and so I've already I already came with a certain skill set like knowing how to journey having experiences. So that when I got altered the first few times, I'm like, oh, I've been to these places before, you know, touched them. Um, So also because I have this medicine making desire framework, we we call it the grid. Um, Like I'm I I, when I have a strain that I've grown and then I want to find out, well, how who would she help? How would she help? Like I have a whole list of questions that I actually ask myself and the people that I'm asking to try it to answer. You know, And so we call it the grid. But like because I have, you know part of what I'm thinking about for the future is like helping people have it have experiences other than, oh, I have anxiety, oh, I have inflammation, I have pain what you know here's medicine i i want to go dive into some other things like oh i like to paint oh i want to um pay attention to some like spiritual things or or a, or an emotional injury like I'm, I'm interested in the full spectrum of being a human
1: do you ever ask the plant what it's what it's good for and that's then, what i'm saying and then test that yes yeah
0: yeah that, that's exactly what <laughs> so yeah you know so it's like okay i have this strain you know like for me sour diesel is math juice it's just like i want to do math i like, Whoa. like you know yeah and i and i understand why like in new york city like it is one of the favorite strains right that energy Whoa. of new york city up here
1: I've never thought about regional like favorites of weed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, like Snoop Dogg, his favorite weed, his favorite upper weed is uh, Blue Dream.
0: Uh huh. Interesting.
1: That, what would you think about that?
0: Well, I, I, as a, I, I think of Blue Dream as like a, like a meditative state. Like yeah. blue dream is some is is a strain that I would feel okay with someone who has anxiety. Be like, yeah, that's a that's a safe strain for you. I would never give sour diesel to someone with anxiety. Yeah. That's just mean, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and if if I I don't know Snoop Dogg right, but if I think about his persona and like, of course it's blue dream. Of course it's something that's just like mellow. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: I think you should meet Snoop Dogg. I think he should get to know you. (laughs) I I think it would be really awesome. I feel like he would really appreciate you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, What's hysterical is, right? Like, at my age, I'm his age. I grew up little white girl in Vermont listening, you know, and in college, listening to, like, I loved rap. I know all the words to Rapper's Delight. I... (laughs) You know, and so I'll drive into town some days, like my big, you know, I'll work. I work from home. I'll drive into town and I'll have Tupac on Spotify and I'll be cranking it and I can feel people looking at me and inside, I'm always like, I listened to this when it was current. So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I digress.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs)
0: But, oh, yeah, like, so here's one of my wife came up with this question, which I love it. So here's one of your questions for the grid. Um, What relationship to gravity do I want? Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like.
1: (laughs) Because, yeah, for like there's certain experiences that you'll have where you're there's sort of like a floating feeling. Yeah. Going on, like all of your senses in your whole body are like telling you that you're floating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's like a falling feeling or like, yep. wow.
0: Or that you just want to lay down.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> or that you want to run around.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Yep. Grid question. Yeah. Number one.
1: Yeah. What are the other grid questions?
0: Um. Where, where, what chakra do I feel it, her in? Yeah. Like what, what chakras are most, uh, am I most aware of, um, is another good one.
1: That's awesome. Sim-
0: simple question. Good for anxiety, not good for anxiety. No, um, pain.
1: Yeah. Is
0: this helping with pain that I have in my body? Yeah. And then how, how easily. I guess what like how easily is can I connect with the spirit of cannabis? There are some strains that are much more like, "Yep, I'm right here," and some others that like that. No, we're not going to pay attention to that frequency. I I think of it in frequency bands. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, the frequency. I like talking about frequencies. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you meditate?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not lately, but yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. It, it do, you, do I mean, do you smoke? And then, do you smoke it, or do you like to eat it, or? I I I like.
0: I, I would say that my preferred method is tincture. Yeah. Um, but I have a vapor, uh, you know, a packs, and yeah. that usually is like I gotta do some quick info yeah yeah and I have just started making gummies but I'm not I I did that for other people not for me yeah yeah
1: yeah it's a uh, yeah meditating, smoking and meditating for me it, it's yeah it's awesome it's crazy you yeah. just get like right into it you know again yeah you know I think it just quiets down certain areas and then just yeah. Um but again some certain strains would probably get you into that more, you know, than others and like the body high element.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a favorite strain that you like to meditate with?
1: I I don't. Um I have a friend who lives in Mendocino who um who who grows all these different plants and it's um it's really cool. He he absolutely loves it and uh-huh. um and he it's all grown organically and it's like he uses he's got a spring on the property. Oh. So it's like spring water going into it and um, you know, it, the 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 energy going in is just so loving. And so um I kind of just like play around with the different strains every once sure. in a while. He'll give me like seven different strains and yep. I'll I'll enjoy them and then like um I guess I like to be more like more active with it um, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah I have some indicas that I'll keep around like in case I drink a little too much coffee during the day. <laughs> and I can't sleep. <laughs> it's a really nice uh, offset for that.
0: Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> well, and and what you are ex- describing, I think is the perfect thing because you're you're getting flowers from somebody who loves the plant and and you can like you like when I asked you have a favorite strain like we all know everybody lies about names and names don't really like if I have a blue dream who knows if it's the blue dream you have so it's so cool right that your friend can just be like here's your snack pack and go explore with each of these varieties yeah yeah it's so yeah
1: It's funny because as we're talking about, you know, you go into a dispensary and what, like the style of dispensaries, what I see mostly is very like very clean. They, they're trying to make it as like, I think presentable as as possible, trying to make it so that people that come in who maybe have never experienced weed that, you know, they don't want the old paradigm where you like go to some dude at his house and you're like, Hey, can I have some weed? And he's like, yeah, here's weed. And you're like, what kind? And they're like, it's weed like, Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: right right
1: It's 50 bucks whatever now it's like so well put together and then you know but i wonder if the next evolution is sort of like what's happening with um with food and with eggs you know you're like well were the chickens happy and <laughs> right, are they like right. you know are exactly. they like farm raised and like are they, is this like free range weed or what are we talking yeah. about yeah like, well who, and that's who is the farmer
0: Exactly. And that's what we want. That's where we want it to be. We, we want to know the farmer. We want to know that the farmers taken care of because they usually get screwed out of everything, you know, and that, that they, that their love and attention gets rewarded, you know, gets validated, gets acknowledged because you definitely can tell the difference if you're paying attention you can tell the difference of what's factory farmed and what's free range happy
1: you know you can yeah and it's back to that frequency you know and and the same thing with food um you know like the frequency of a mcdonald's hamburger versus uh somebody who you know like a cow that was humanely raised and you know grass-fed and finished and it was yeah. able to walk around the field and all the things and then you put that burger together it's like yeah. such a such a different frequency you feel better and maybe part of it is that you like you know you can feel better about it but also like it, it just it feels better and it's like yeah for your whole system especially you know when things are organic it's so much better for you and
0: yeah well and i i like the the framework i like to to use for food is like it had a happy it had a good life until it didn't you know until it died yeah like it had it had the life that it was designed to live you know walking around eating grass if you're a cow
1: totally yeah yeah and i mean they they experience the world too Yeah. you know same thing with plants everything's exactly the there's such a difference between looking at a tree that's like got everything it needs versus something that's you know like a tree on a sidewalk that is like not ever watered or fertilized or anything yeah
0: that we have to like like I always feel like I have to apologize to those trees I'm like I'm so sorry thank you for being here yeah I'm sorry you're here on the side of the sidewalk
1: yeah 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 I hope that um I hope that humanity can last for a lot longer because if it does, then that means that we've probably figured some things out and yeah. like righted a lot of the wrongs. yeah, I really like some like I'll <clears throat> see designs of like future designs of cities and how plants and trees and like things are incorporated into the designs of the buildings so mm-hmm. much more and like our relationship with plants is so much more like symbiotic rather than being like this is a building made out of concrete and steel and, um, and glass, and we have fake plants over here (laughs) and that's your experience with nature.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, and also like the whole other piece with, with the cannabis plant is one of the places that we're seeing is that states are legalizing and like, what a different thing if people can grow their six plants, you know. Like they get to they get to learn and know this plant. It was such a beautiful thing, the first year, uh, four years ago, um, that so I'm a licensed hemp grower. To be able to have the hemp plants out in the gardens, so we had them in our medicine wheel garden and a separate field. Um, And that the herb students could walk through all year long and get to know these cannabis plants. It was fabulous. And and I and Chris said this too. like the day that all the plants got in the guard in the in the ground, we were sitting in, you know, sitting at the end of the day and we're like the land feels different, right? You can feel the land is different now that these plants are free and out there. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like interacting with cannabis r- raises your consciousness level. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. She's I mean, a like, master
0: plant. Like that's yeah. this is why shamans have worked with her for all these years. Yeah. She I, and it's it's interesting to have conversations. I have a couple of friends who like the effects of alcohol but don't like cannabis, and and I don't like the effects of alcohol, and I like cannabis, and I had a great conversation with two of them, like, well, what, you know, like, just curious, like, what do you think it is, and for that, both of them, it was, they didn't feel the same amount of control over their experience, that coyote, right, like, and, and there was a little fear, right, like, yeah, you're right. Like you, sometimes you have no idea what's going to happen, like one drop. And I'm like, Whoa. Right. And, um, and, and, and that's a, like, an, like you said, raising consciousness, the ability to trust the ability to just go, okay, here I am. I'm not sure where we're going. That's a, that's a big step, you know? And I, I feel like that's also a really important, right set and setting it's a really important container that needs to be created for people especially people that have never worked with cannabis before to to have it be a really beautiful experience that can hold that piece that's a little scared of I don't I don't know where we're going yeah
1: yeah so like mentally preparing yourself for the experience and like setting up making sure that your your physical setting your official yeah. physical environment is like safe for you and that you have everything you need and yeah nothing is like gonna come in from the outside in any way
0: yeah, yeah. I, I say to people please don't go to walmart no <laughs> like like be home be where you you know yeah you can listen to some nice music if you ha- you know and like, like I love laying in front of my wood stove. You know, I can just be warm and it's quiet.
1: Set yourself up with some good snacks.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that are easy to make. <laughs> <laughs>
0: snacks are good. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> um, okay. A question is bubbling up here for me. Um, okay. So you're a scientist. Mm-hmm what does the word soul mean to you and how does it, and does cannabis relate or interact with that word in any way?
0: Yeah. Um, for me, even though I'm a scientist, I was a philosophy of religion minor.
1: Oh, all right.
0: Yeah. So um, the soul is the part of us that, that kind of came I think of it as came from the oneness, you know, came, we were all that is an energy that kind of broke off and, you know, and wanted to learn how to be a a physical human and comes in and has this experiment of a physical human life and then returns to a non incarnated life. And I think that there are filters in place either. I don't know who imposed them, but I can't always access the fact that I am part of this greater consciousness. And I think cannabis helps to to access and to remember, to remember the fact that I am part of a collective consciousness. And that can't happen if I don't feel safe, right? goes back to that. but absolutely the fact that she helps heal those parts that don't feel safe um, that have disconnected. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's really that's really awesome. and <clears throat> you know that's making me think of the okay, like, so meditation, and then, uh, some of the experiences that you can have when you're, you know, when you're high in different ways, it's like, or meditating, uh, it, did I say meditation? Yeah. So yes. like, anyway, it all, this is deep stuff. It's got me. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, I feel like what it does is it, it sort of prepares you for your trip to the other side of things, um, yeah. at the end of your life. And, yeah. um, you know, as people, uh, like quiet down their experience, they go inward. And, and when you're high, uh, it, it's like, you know, it's practice almost mm-hmm. in a certain way. It's like, you know, it's a dreamlike state where, yep. where you, you become like centered in the, in the weirdness, like the yeah, loss yeah. of control that, that your friend yeah. was talking about. Like that's, that's part of the process on the way out. And so like, it's, this is all, it's almost like, uh, like in that poster behind you, I almost like they're like, weed leaves almost look like hands that are like outstretched to you being like, Hey, I'm here to hold your hand.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm right here. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm here to help. It's like a comforting, soothing, like loving energy.
0: Yeah. And I, I, again, going back to are you in an environment that is allowing you to relate with the plant instead of other people, right? Like there's so many other factors. And so I just try to limit the other, like I'm trying to relate to this plant and her spirit. And and so again, it's like, and I, I, I understand what we were talking about earlier about, you know, if we're all, partaking together of the same strain at the same time there's a way that we can have a group consciousness a collective consciousness and what happens when the collective like that's the intention right we're going to have a drumming circle we're going to journey together we're going to do this thing with the help of this plant and and i just think about it's so we as a culture are starving for these kinds of experiences and 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 if we don't help lead our young people they're just going to try to figure it out on their own at a party you know and so it's it's like I I feel like this coming out of the closet that you know we're experiencing with cannabis like let's go all the way let's let's actually Work with her in ways that she's really good at, and help people to to work with her. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. My uh, <clears throat> my last interview before you was uh, his name is Doctor Rob Colbert, and he uh, he is a therapist, and he works with people with um, um, relationship therapy and he uses ketamine. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they use ketamine to do it. And, um, and then there's other, you know, like psilocybin is being used um, for trauma healing. And then there's like ayahuasca and and other, other things. And, um, it's interesting because like there there's intention involved in this. Um, and there's like the the element of being guided and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like cannabis is sort of being like stepped over yeah to go, like for that sort of stuff but I like I feel like it could be really powerful too um you know with with like guide assisted therapy and stuff like that and then like having yeah. a, a cannabis experience and then you know like with a guide walking him through that I don't know
0: exactly I mean I just um one of my friends uh is doing a psilocybin uh psychedelic kind of conference and she interviewed me because that's how I view cannabis yeah like she is a psychedelic you know and it's just that I it feels like it's the common it's too common you know what I mean it's like but because everybody can access right I don't know if everybody's accessing and working with her the way that she's would like to be worked with yeah you know
1: oh this is cool yeah yeah with intention with ceremony exactly Exactly. yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's really cool how uh it's in our power to do that like we can you know you can easily just kind of go go you know hey here's a gummy and then just eat it or like hey here's a joint let's smoke it or whatever tincture take a drop
0: yeah go on with your day
1: or you can like take five minutes and meditate and ask yourself what your intention is. And then really like, you know, like, uh, like with a cacao ceremony, you know, you like hold the cup in your hands and you, you breathe it in before you drink it. And you, you ask the, like the energy of cacao, like, will you like help me? And like, you know, you give it permission to like enter you and your energy field and um, do the same thing with cannabis.
0: Well, The dieta that people do with ayahuasca, that is not only for ayahuasca. The dieta is when you meet any plant. So what would it be like to say, I'm not going to, you know, to do all the steps of the dieta and then say, and at the end of a month, I'm now going to go meet cannabis because the reason why we do the dieta is so that we are a clean vessel, so that cannabis, ayahuasca, nettles, whoever, so that the plant, so we are clean enough, not clean, clear enough, so that the the plant spirit can know us. It's really, it's not about us knowing the plant, it's so the plant can know us. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, you, you know, part of the dieta is no meat. Why? Because there's a spirit of meat that you are then holding in your body, right? No dairy, same reason. No sex, because you don't want the energy of your partner interfering with you getting to, the plant, getting to know you. No salt. Why no salt? Because it creates more water in the tissue, which then creates a barrier for the plant to get to know you. So it's I mean it, it it's exactly like you said we can do whatever level. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, one of the things that when if and when New York ever gets legal, I I want to do that. I want to be able to just have a ceremony where people can come for a day or a weekend and just like okay, this is what we're going to do.
1: That's so cool. I like that idea. And yeah. it's. I, I'm so glad that it's it's legal, uh, you know, in, in all the states that it is. And and then with that, you can kind of just do whatever you want, and however much and no one's going to mess with you. But at the same time with that, like it kind of created this like gold rush or not a gold rush, but, yeah. like, you know, it's been prohibition for so long that open the floodgates and then it all comes back and so I feel like we're in that sort of a stage where it's just like floodwaters coming into everywhere and everyone's like yes the wild west like let's let's do this all the time as much as we can and that's cool and all but it's missing like the nuance and um you know that that is there but I think that'll you know that'll come like we hope yeah
0: (laughs) you know I I hope
1: I think it naturally will. Like we, when you experience something over and over again, eventually like the, the thrill of that will like lose its, its vibrancy. And then you, you have to find new ways or you like, you find those, those nooks and crannies of, of like where the juice really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm more talking about, I just hope that we don't repeat the lessons of uh, abuse that we have already shown as humans like tobacco is the best one you know in this country so i'm just i'm just hoping yeah i'm just hoping
1: yeah the psyche i feel like the nature of psychedelics actually it like creates a situation where you almost can't do that though
0: exactly like
1: like you can't (laughs) have intense mushroom trips all the time because right right it's intense like you know yeah, where, exactly like yeah like the, the addictive nature of things is totally different um you know compared to like tobacco people can right. get addicted to cigarettes right
0: and with yeah yeah nope. right am i are, are you seeing me yeah my, my internet just said i was unstable i'm like i'm not unstable <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm feeling very centered right now yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh well this has been awesome do you have anything else you want to talk about on the podcast no this was great cool cool yeah this was awesome um yeah thanks again for being here um yeah are people able to access your like that class that i saw of yours was so awesome like uh, holy shit i learned so much about how it all works and it just Uh uh-huh it took it all to a different level are are people able to access that information or that class yeah anymore?
0: yep i have a like i have a couple of things um, if if they if people go to the website heartstone heart-stone.com there's a little menu that says online courses and that takes you to my teachable world um, and i have like a an endocannabinoid and cannabis class and i also have some free like I put up some of the webinars that I did that were free because everybody should have access. Um, and then, um, I'm doing at the end of the month, I'll, I'll be launching my grow course. So I do a six month apprenticeship or mentorship where they, they get access to like the endocannabinoid and cannabis lecture already, but then I take students. It's so fun from April to October. And we have when it's appropriate, we're like, oh, we need a webinar. So we'll do a QA and I'll teach something. But ba- I'm like, okay, you should have your seeds in by this day. And, and we go from seed to harvest.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. And uh, and I have um, I just and are people everywhere
1: like people can be across the country (laughs) sweet
0: yeah the the only issue is like i'm not like i'm growing in the northeast right so i i don't i'm not as experienced growing in arizona you know but um yeah and the other nice thing is i i i've got i have seeds so i send out 20 seeds high cbd um and i I, ha- I like Oregon CBD cause they're very stable, they're good. And I, I, I grew 10 different varieties of theirs last year. And I, I picked two or three that the students will use. And then I just got a new sexy seed um, from a breeder who breeds abacus, which is that purple. So uh, anyway, so I'm all excited about this new company um, but yeah, so that's fun because it's so sweet. We also have this mighty network. Like I call it like the private Facebook. It's a private media, social media thing. But people will post pictures. They'll be like, this is Lucy. And they have like <laughs> their little crystals. Oh, it's so fun. And like what people rig up because there's a gopher trying to eat my plants. You know, one person had like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's so sweet. It uh, It's my favorite course, because, you know, at, at one point during the first year, I, I had everybody. So it was a Zoom meeting and I had them hold up your hand. I solemnly swear that I will not water for one week because everybody was over watering their little babies. <laughs> it <was> just... <laughs> yeah, it's it's anyway. So, yes, uh, there's courses online and and I usually do like, I'm doing a webinar next week, um,
1: oh.
0: on, uh, my journey with cannabis. And then I'll do a seed to harvest webinar, but if people join my email list, then they can get, they'll be like, Oh, this, or if they follow me on Instagram, I post stuff there. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Can I tell you a secret going back yeah, to sweet. our Instagram question? talk, yeah. I posted one, uh, a couple of months ago, a picture, a video or a picture of a person snow blowing in a, a rainbow unicorn costume. And I, you know, I posted something like, I need this. Well, somebody, my friend sent me the rainbow unicorn outfit. So, <laughs> so it, you have to like blow it up and, and I decided that I need to get, I'm going to get the Godzilla, the Tyrannosaurus Rex one so that I, me and my friends can like fight. So I'm going to have a whole video series on Instagram on these adventures.
1: Yes. The rainbow <laughs>
0: unicorn in the hemp field.
1: <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. creative, creative growth guys right there. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun.
1: Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for being here. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get this all wrapped up and I'll send you over the podcast and we'll, we'll get it out to the people.
0: Great. Awesome. All right.
1: So that, my friends, was my interview with Tammy Sweet. Isn't she awesome? She is just a pleasure. Um, I really have enjoyed following her on Instagram. Uh, And yeah, the class that uh, Haley took that I got to sit in on and learn from was, was really mind blowing. It was really cool. The whole concept of the endocannabinoid system that all animals, except for insects have. It's, It's mind blowing. And it's, um, yeah, it's just wild that there's this system that we have in our bodies that responds to cannabinoids um, that's been there for a long time that we've just discovered that regulates our general wellness and our, um, you know, all of our systems that help us stay calm, stay relaxed. And when we're relaxed, we're not in fight or flight are fawn and uh, everything can go smoothly. And it's really wild. It's funny how, um, you know, it's sort of the, the common perception of uh, stoners is that they're like mellow and relaxed and there's actually like a physical explanation for that. Um, it's funny. And I just wanted to say to everybody that I know in these first three episodes of season three, Uh, I've talked about drug experiences um, on all three of them and I want you to know that that's not where I'm going with this this is not a podcast about drugs and drug experiences Uh, it's about creativity and making a life from your creativity and your passion Um, but I also didn't want to not talk about it like you know when I was creating the podcast and I and it it all started off I didn't really know like what it was exactly and what direction it was going and I wasn't sure who the audience was for and or what audience the whole thing was for and so I guess through the process I've been finding myself my voice my direction and um and really like my truth my my honesty and um yeah, and at first I didn't I didn't want to talk about drugs because I was like I don't know maybe kids are listening to this maybe I, I, who's this for I don't even know, um, but really I feel like my target audience who I want to go for is adults who are looking to make a life for their creativity, and um, and if kids listen to it that's great I mean what I'm what I'm advocating with these sort of conversations is. Uh, how to how to reframe the concept of drugs and drug use. Drug is even a weird term to apply to a lot of the stuff, but um, yeah, it's what I what I advocate is um, responsible uh, drug use and um, setting yourself up for success and taking care of one another through these processes. And I'm interested in looking into the benefits of these different experiences for people Um, there's a lot of really amazing science that's coming out um, from Johns Hopkins and from maps uh, like we discussed on the last podcast and um, yeah there's just so many ways that it can help us and then also it can uh, you know work with creativity inspire creativity it can help you get past um, mental blocks and breaks and and So in that way, I think it can be used as a valuable tool. And, you know, just like any tool, we need to use tools consciously and carefully. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's my whole shtick on all that. Um, Yeah, we're lining up a lot of cool podcasts, uh, interviews with lots of different people this year. Again, they're not all going to be about drugs, I promise you, but... Uh, it just kind of <laughs> worked out the, this way that these lined up this way. So, um, yeah. That being said, I don't know. The whole world needs a lot of wellness. Um, you know, we all need we all need to get through breakthroughs. Uh, everybody's got some level of traumatic experience in their life that has set themselves up to to be who they are now. And um, yeah, I think it's all of our. Responsibilities to try to work through our own stuff so that we can be a better version of ourselves and be a better version of ourselves for other people. So there's lots of ways to do it, and these are one of them. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. I'm, I'm rambling, but uh, I want to tell you that I appreciate you listening. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting, and uh, I hope that this is... Helping you with any sort of inspiration you're looking for, um, you know, to go after your life about, you know, about your passion, your, your life of passion. What are you into? What are you focused on? What do you want to make your life about? Um, I was talking with a friend yesterday about how it's really cool because if you, if you make a life surrounding your passion and creativity, you know, then Tax-wise, the things that you want to spend your money on are also the things that will make you money. So then everything that you buy will be a write-off and it'll all be in alignment. So like me buying paint supplies and canvases and things like that, which when I look online and I see these things, it makes me drool because I'm like, oh my God, I want to buy that. I want to buy that. I want to buy that. Well, it's all in alignment, you know, and and that's the beauty of making a life from your passion is that everything in your life falls into alignment and sort of revolves around itself it's this beautiful weave of uh of you so that's all i got guys cheers